The government sector is the biggest sector of their company, but as they grow in the commercial field, that allows a whole new world of access for them. What up guys, welcome back to Invest in Money with Max. Today I'm going to be talking about a company that I just opened up a new position in, and I think it's a great company for the long term. So I'm not going to keep you guys waiting too long, we're going to get right into it. The company is known as Palantir. I talked about this in one of my other videos. It's known as the five greatest stocks to hold for the long term. And I'm gonna tell you guys today why I think this is a great company to hold forever. So what does the company do? The company builds and deploys software programs for the intelligence community in the United States. So we have to look at the intelligence community in a couple different areas because it, the company in particular works in two different very specific sectors. The first sector is the government. The second sector is commercial. So the software that they use for the government is known as Palantir Gotham. What does Palantir Gotham do? Palantir Gotham is a software program for government operatives in the defense and intelligence sector. And guys, I'm reading off my uh, one-page investment thesis. I'm going to pop it up for you guys right over there so you can take a look at it as well. But Gotham allows the government to execute real-world responses to threats that have been identified by the platform. <clears throat> this is very important for the government and it has a lot of different applications to it. In 2020 alone, 56% of their revenue came from the government sector. That means $610 million of their revenue in 2020 came from the government sector, which is a 77% year-over-year growth in the revenue. This is important for a couple different reasons. Palantir is one of only four SaaS companies in the Department of Defense that has an impact level five. What does that mean? I didn't, I didn't know what that meant before a couple of days ago. Level five access to the Department of Defense means that they have a certain level of access to national security. The government needs to use private industry companies in order to improve their software so that they can analyze data and use that to their benefit. There's only four companies, guys, four companies that have this level of access to the government's data, and Palantir is one of them. And Palantir has made it very clear that they expect to be the number one company and the only company to have impact level six Department of Defense access, which means that they would have exclusive access to government contracts that nobody else would have access to. There's no company, no SaaS company that works at level six impact. Palantir would be the first one. So they would be on a level of their own to get government contracts. And it's very important because this is a growing field. The government is only going to continue to need to stream data in the most effective way possible. And the best way to do that is through a free market solution like Palantir. What really caught my eye more than anything else is their second uh, sector of the government, which is known as Palantir Foundry. Palantir Foundry is a platform that transforms the ways organizations operate by creating a central operating system for their data. Why is this important? Well, if we look at Let's look at some companies, right? We look at Goliaths like Amazon, and we look at you know, smaller companies like, let's say, Chipotle. These companies are losing money all over the place that they don't even know about. You know, There's bottlenecks in their system. There's, some, there's stuff holding them up in different places. All that information is somewhere to be found, though. And what Palantir does through Foundry is it allows these companies a singular organized platform in order to see all this data and then make impactful changes on it within their company. 44% of Palantir's revenue came from the commercial sector in 2020. 
That means they generated $482 million in revenue, which is 107% year-over-year revenue growth in that sector. This is critical for Palantir because that means that they don't have to just rely on government contracts. The government sector is the biggest sector of their company, but as they grow in the commercial field, that allows a whole new world of access for them. So if we talk about some of their companies that they do business with, they're not small companies, guys. These are very reputable, well-known companies, and it's, it's very good to see that a small company like Palantir is making headway with some very large companies. It shows that their software works the way it's designed to. So just to name a few, and we'll go over exactly you know, what the impacts of those are. We have IBM, PG&E, Rio Tinto, which for anybody who doesn't know is a very large mining company, and BP, which is a very large gas company. So Rio Tinto, they signed a multi-year deal with and this is important because it signals a macro trend towards electric vehicles and towards renewable energies. The mining companies are becoming very, very important for the electric vehicle materials that are needed. If Palantir can provide a software that organizes all the data, centralizes it, and makes it easier for Rio Tinto to operate, then that gives them a foothold into the mining company industry. And that mining company industry is only getting bigger. So as the mining company in industry gets bigger, Palantir will also get bigger because they'll generate more revenue from it. PG&E, they signed a multi-year deal with. And PG&E is a utility company which will continue to require software that centralizes all their data. And that's important because we have things like what happened in Texas recently. If Palantir can take that data, analyze it, centralize it, and make it easier to observe, you know, we would be able to save more people. Utilities would be able to operate better. Not as many people would lose power when we have a situation like this. So that industry is also only going to grow because we have the macro trend of the human population getting bigger. Another partnership they have with IBM, which is a new partnership they actually created last year, and that's for IBM's Cloud Park. And IBM is growing in the industry of the cloud and cloud software, and it's becoming a very, very large industry very slowly. Microsoft has actually transitioned a large percentage of their company towards the cloud. Amazon has transitioned a large percent of their company towards the cloud. And this will accelerate AI-powered business decisions that Palantir allows for. Last but not least, we have BP, which they also signed multi-year deal with. And what they signed with BP for is to help BP transition to a net carbon neutral output. So they're gonna be able to take all of BP's data analyze it, tell them what they can do better to reach that goal. And that way, BP will able to transition from a fossil fuel company to a renewable energy company. And that's going to only increase the revenue. That's going to only increase Palantir's revenue. Something else that I want to touch on is that Kathy Wood, you know, the modern day Warren Buffett, her ARK Innovation ETF bought the, not did they just buy the dip in Palantir, but they own over $154 million in Palantir stock. We're seeing a lot of positives here. We're seeing an investor like Kathy Wood have confidence in this stock. We're seeing growing partnerships with very strong businesses that are reputable names. We're seeing growth of 77% in the government sector and 170 or I'm sorry, 107% in the commercial sector. So we're seeing fantastic growth. And then not just that, but if we just get down to the basics of what Palantir Gotham does and what Palantir Foundry does, and I haven't even gone over what Palantir Apollo does. And you know, these, <clears throat> these are the different softwares that Palantir operates. They're crucial. Data analysis is going to grow at a great pace. They're crucial for companies to become cost efficient. They're crucial for the government to see stuff and make actionable steps on it. It's a very important company 
that is growing fast and is led by very good management. One of the co-founders of this company goes by this name, Peter Thiel. Anybody who has any form of investment experience might know who this guy is. They might not, but he, he's pretty well known. And he, you know, once, once upon a time, co-founded PayPal. He is also currently on the board of Facebook. So right there, you have one of your members of the board of directors who is a co-founder of the company who has amazing, amazing experience in very large companies and very successful companies. Another person who's on the board of directors, his name is Spencer Rastoff, and he co-founded Zillow and served as the CEO for over a decade. So we've got two people on the board of directors who have fantastic experience. So we have to look at this management and say, well, what does this mean? You know, what does what Peter Thiel and what does Spencer Rastoff offer? Well, they offer experience in very large companies. They offer the ability to innovate because they're the founders of some very successful companies. So we're looking at a very strong management team and that always bodes well for the future hopes of a company. Another point that I wanna capitalize on is not just can Palantir be used for analyzing data in the typical way that you might think, oh, how do we save money? but Palantir was used by over 10 countries and 100 commercial organizations in order to battle COVID-19. So we're seeing the use of Palantir in ways that, you know, weren't even presentable before 2020. Palantir never expected to be fighting a virus. You know, they're not a biological company. They're a SaaS company. But they have applications that go past what typical... SaaS companies can do. During COVID-19, they helped track the spread of the virus to accelerate production of critical medical supplies. They partnered with hospitals to help them maximize capacity and route crucial medical supplies and collaborate securely with public health agencies. And not just that, but they also helped health agencies to create national common operating pictures to drive their responses. So they did a lot of things here during COVID-19 to help out. But even more important than that is it shows that they have applications for their business that they didn't even know were there, which means they have more applications for their business that they can continue to innovate, they can continue to drive growth, and they will continue to find customers that need them. If we get into the quantitative a little bit, let's talk about their market cap, their PE, their institutional investment, what those things mean. So they have a market cap of $43 billion. For a new public company, that's considerably high, especially when they're not profitable yet. They have a PE of negative 24, which means that they they haven't had a profitable you know year of growth yet, or um, they haven't had a profitable net income yet. So we're looking at a non-profitable company that has a high market cap. Does that mean it's overvalued by by Financial and technical and fundamental analysis, yes. Does that mean that it's overvalued when you look at the macro trends, long-term growth of it? I don't think it's overvalued at all. In fact, it just dipped down to about $25. It's up to $28 today. And it was sitting at about the mid-30s before that. So I think now is a really good time to you know open a position. I just opened a position of 20 shares. I'm exposed to about $500 of the company. I plan on continuing to buy more over time. And listen guys, this isn't financial advice. You guys are looking at this company. You know, you clicked on this video because you wanted to learn about this company. Do some due diligence of your own. Do some research of your own. Look at this company and, you know, look at it and say, 
well, is this is this a company I want to invest in? Is this a company that is hitting all the right marks? Is this a company that like I even morally align with? You know, you got to look at this company, do your own research, do your own due diligence, and determine if it's a company that you like and you want to open up a position in. You know, don't listen to me. I'm just some guy on the internet. This isn't financial advice. I'm just telling you my own financial journey, and I'm sharing with you guys a company that I think will do well.